day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 92 of Shop Talk. It's Carrie and Jennifer. And we're back uh, after an unintended two month hiatus. And we are going to catch up with you guys. And we're also going to talk about the rookie episode 109. So total throwback today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we intended on taking a two-month hiatus, but life just kind of took over. Yeah. As we were talking about before recording. Yeah. Plus, like, I don't know, I had this random thought that I wanted to line up our 100th episode with the Rookies 100th episode, which would have been 602. But, you know, a thing called the strike got in the way. And I don't know. I feel like it might just be a pipe dream now. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize yeah 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 because we would have we were going to be on track we would have spaced out our episodes during hiatus we would have been on track but yeah the strike i don't know and we're already at episode 92 so it's kind of like do we keep spacing it out or do we just like wait or do we just like say forget it and just like keep doing episodes yeah i don't know we're all winging it (laughs) right now it's wild times out here. Plus, like, the summer has just been, like, super busy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've had, like, a lot of things going on this summer, so. Yeah, I have lots of, like, travel and um, work things and, yeah. Yeah. But um, we'll start off with some news. I mean, we haven't recorded in two months, so there's quite a bit of news. Um, but it's also strike season, so, Yeah. Um, we did want to recap the Celebrity Family Feud episode and, like, the funny moments from there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't watch Family Feud on the regular, so, like, that was a really fun episode for me to watch. And I mm-hmm. feel like there were just, like, a lot of innuendos in there that were oh, yeah, there us- there usually are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I've had to watch, like, other episodes to, like, write about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it usually, at least there's one question per uh like team that's yeah especially like that <laughs> yeah but like it was funny to see like all their handshakes and just like them interacting like outside of the shows yeah mm-hmm. but, yeah Brett and Kevin standing next to each other Melissa and Eric standing next to each other I mean you were like thriving I that. was literally I was like they did that for me <laughs> <laughs> It's like having a field day because Britt and Kevin had like so much fun like literally like nothing like Britt Robertson was just the ultimate hype woman for her team yeah. and it was like the best thing ever. I also love that like the gifts of them like especially of feds winning like Britt was just a meme and a mood and all of them. Yeah she was literally like dancing out of frame but then uh-huh. she come back into frame <laughs> you could just see her like being all yeah. excited and then back out she went oh my god it was so funny. Yeah there was one answer that Melissa did and Eric was like oh come on or whatever and I was just like <laughs> yeah. okay this dude is competitive. Yeah or the one where she was like basketball because I'm trying to be nice and I was like yeah. oh that's that's definitely Melissa. Yeah yeah. Yeah. But it made me realize that we need a trivia episode, like a episode where they're doing like trivia night or something. Oh yeah. Um, we need it in either the rookie or the rookie feds, and or mm-hmm. both of them, and we can just yeah. have it be a crossover. Like I just, I need it to be something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And Gray could like facilitate it. I mean, why not? <laughs> Gray and Felix, who oh would be God. the team captain? So for like each show, like yeah. say the feds goes over to the rookie and they do it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, honestly, oh gosh, I don't know. I feel like Simone would take initiative. Yeah, but then I also yes. feel like she'd be so you know how she is with like john or whatever she'd probably just be like flirtily like you know you can take it like it's fine yeah. you know, or whatever so yeah but yeah maybe, like maybe if, not. i don't know yeah i don't know it'd be funny though yeah i mean listen if we need a bottle episode where that's all that they do it's like the friends episode the one where they play the game and that's like all that mm-hmm. they do and they're just like in john's apartment or john's house or like the one of the districts or something like i'm here for that yeah. I would love that. That would be fun. But yeah. Do you want to take us through the next bit? Um, yeah. So obviously with the start going on, the uh rookie cast uh and feds too um have been on the picket lines off and on. Um we've seen just about everyone from both mm-hmm. casts um on the picket lines and they've like, you know, will post either to their Instagrams on their stories or um whatnot and then they've also gone out with like i know eric and rosalind have done you know a couple other ones um yeah i think there was like a latina one yeah Yeah. so not like always together Mm -hmm. but you know in some way yeah or like nathan was reuniting with a couple castle people i know recently on the on the lines and so yeah lots i like what lots of support yeah which is really cool to see i like i hate that the strike is going on but i also love that we're seeing pictures of them like Mm -hmm. picketing you know it's not like they're just kind of like oh well i'm too good for this like no they're out on those picket lines too which i mean i would hope but you know there's some people that aren't so Mm -hmm. um and then we do have a little bit of news on the premiere i mean it was reported back in august that like the earliest the rookie might come back is early 2024 with the shortened season but i mean who knows how much longer but then tv line reported today that the wga and sag after strikes need to be resolved by october 1 um if scripted primetime shows will be returning with new episodes this season like basically it would still be a mid-season because they need eight weeks of production but this was all talked about by the Fox entertainment president. So it seemed like it was more so just for Fox mm-hmm. network, but I would think that all of the other networks or at least most of them would follow suit with this date. Um, but yeah, so a month ago, the WGA had countered the AMP TP's latest offer and no other meeting had been scheduled. So like, and things are even proceeding slower with SAG. Um, it was all stated in this article, but according to sources and TV line, it'll take scripted shows roughly about eight weeks to get back into production, like once the strike is resolved. Um, and that's even without like any other hiccups, like without any COVID exposures, without any like other scheduling issues. But I mean, eight weeks puts us pretty much at mid-season i'm sure like they're not going to bring a show back in the beginning of december to be like oh well we got to go on hiatus you know yeah for christmas i mean i guess they did one year right for like the rookie or something they did for one of our shows i think or maybe i'm just remembering that wrong but 
because I think there was like fall football in there or something. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, so and according to Fox's entertainment president, again, like he said, if the strikes are resolved later than October 1, then scheduling decisions will have to be made because they'll have to decide like whether they air shows in the summer versus fall of 2024, like if that would work. Um, but yeah, he was like, every show's schedule is so different. Like, you know, so it could depend. I mean, there could be two shows that air in the mid season and everything else waits until the fall. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, well, Screen Rant, um, had published an article back in August as well. Uh, but they had reported that Nathan signed on, uh, to star in the, uh, DCU movie Superman Legacy. And Alexi had actually replied to a tweet, um, asking on social media about, you know, if the time in the, movie would impact the rookie and he said that the movie should not cause a delay in filming but obviously the strike is still going on so it kind of you know you have to get through that first so yeah which as i was reading that article i was like i don't totally understand that because okay they're gonna get the strike resolved at some point and is his first priority the rookie or this movie because technically he would have probably filmed a movie over summer hiatus or at least like kind of during that like you know so what's the first i mean it's not going to cause a delay in filming but i guess it still could like depending on when the rookie's supposed to come back like i don't know there's so many just open-ended questions here Mm -hmm. yeah um and then also reported in that same article uh Christian Brun will also join the rookie season six cast as the new villain, um, aka the person who masterminded the attacks in the season five finale. So, um, yeah, so we'll be excited to see what happens whenever season six arrives. We're going to have to do like a whole season six B rewatch or something. <laughs> yeah i will say or not season six season five i will say that i am glad that we already had the chenford like come to you know like in season five could you imagine if we were going through the strike and it like season five ended on chenford will they won't they we would be losing our minds yeah like oh thank god that we got it in the mid-season finale last year like geez that saved us all but yeah i don't know i just like i don't know i'm glad that they're striking and they're getting what they want like you know they're fighting for what they want i feel like that's made a lot of kind of companies and unions realize that but i mean at what point does the amp tp say like okay enough is enough and we're gonna just accept all this and bring them back like everyone's losing money i mean not even i was thinking about this on my way home like not even are the studios losing money but the people working in those studios and like with those networks like think about all the people that live tweet these shows with us like you know i mean it might just be some intern but they're still out of a job like Mm -hmm. and even just the economy where they film like you know hotels and catering companies and transportation like 
this is affecting so many more people than just the actors, the writers, the crew, like it's affecting mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I'm almost like to the point where it's like, does the AMPTP like realize that it's not just affecting the people that like have the top billing and, you know, like that are casted on these shows. Like, I don't know. I just, it's so like crazy to see all this happening. Like for mm-hmm. one of our other shows, for the one Chicago universe, I at PD at least, they like pulled together a bunch of money and they like gave $1,500 to like each crew member. And they were like, you know, here, this is to kind of help out. And even then that's not enough. Like, I mean, people don't have to do that, but you know, the, that cast is a family, that crew is a family. So they're going to help them out. But it's also like, you know when is enough enough here like not even for us because we're you know not getting new content but for them I mean we hear Mm -hmm. all these actors say like this is not what we want we want to be back to work like yeah I couldn't imagine like leaving one day and just not knowing when you're going to come back Mm -hmm. but Yeah. yeah I don't know it's crazy it's crazy um and deadline reported some time ago um that the cast options and holds for the rookie feds are not up until the end of October because of the strike. So with the time of the strike subtracted, ABC can make a decision about the show as late as December. So I guess the cast options weren't up until the end of October anyway maybe, but yeah. um with the strike lasting longer, we have until December to find out. So yeah. and I wonder if the strike continues to go on if that will keep like keep them going as far as like time wise mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see but then like i think maybe that's just for abc network i think is what the article said because like hulu announced that how i met your father is done which mm-hmm. i'm really sad about that um because i finally caught up but i like i wonder if that's because that's a stream like a hulu original so the streaming services can make that decision but yeah i don't know it was just kind of weird but yeah i know when i messaged you that i said like no and you like immediately thought that that was feds and i was like oh no i'm so sorry yeah because i just like saw the oh no and i was like oh dear god am i gonna like have a fit but it's still a bummer though because like hello hillary duff i know (laughs) it was like a grown-up lizzie mcguire meets like friends it was literally what i dreamed of yeah, especially since they never got the Lizzie McGuire reboot. So yeah. it's like, it was good. But like, we tried How I Met Your Father. So can we have Lizzie McGuire now mm-hmm. asking for a friend? Like, but also the cliffhanger at the end of season two or three, what what How I Met Your Father was on, like, we never found out who the father was. I need to know that. Oh I God. need another streaming service to pick it up. I don't care who it is. I will subscribe to them. If it's Paramount, <laughs> they've got my money. If it's CBS, they've got my money. I just need someone to pick it up. <laughs> I just need someone to get it. Like, please. I need to know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, And then we thought we would talk about what else we're watching in the midst of yeah. summer and just the strike. Um, Do you want to tell us what you're watching first? mine are so like morbid um because i watch true crime things when i'm not watching fictionalized crime shows um so yeah i've been watching a lot of like um id or investigation discovery things so like 
a series called Your Worst Nightmare. I watch a lot of like People Magazine investigates or like Web of Lies. Um, but then I've also rewatched uh, Friday Night Lights because it's, you know, fall time now. Yeah. Um, and a few like random rom-com movies that streaming has. Like it literally doesn't even matter because it's like I have so much true crime capacity <laughs> and then it's like I need something light and, yeah. you know, like not dark so i was just was like yeah whatever random rom-com movie is on like i watched holiday on netflix with, oh yeah um, emma roberts and luke bracy that was good yeah i like that that came out like three years ago so i'm like behind but like yeah. i just random things like that have been kind of fun to find which yeah. other rom-coms um, i don't watch enough movies i watched one that was like uh it was some I don't even know what it was not like quite a Hallmark movie but kind of like a Hallmark knockoff of a movie called Accidentally Engaged mm, um, I heard about Brant, that one yeah with Brant Doherty and Lexi Gianoli or Giglioli I don't know how to say her last name I probably butchered it both times um <laughs> but uh yeah and I mean it was good but like I wanted the the like reunion or like culmination of their love confessions for each other to actually be a little more than they were yeah but I mean it was still it was so cute like I I love um I like watching rom-coms more than I like reading them so yeah yeah. Have you watched The Summer I Turned Pretty yet? I feel like that was the biggest thing this summer. I have not. My sister has. She hasn't read the books. I've read the books. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I have not. I haven't watched a lot of like young adult yeah. TV series. I haven't watched it yet, but I need to hawk my sister's Amazon Prime account <laughs> so that I can watch it. Because I like i feel like i fomo i don't really care about spoilers but i definitely have fomo for not mm-hmm. watching it um what about barbie did you see barbie i did not you need to that you you will love it you i mean will. i know i know lots of people have said they're you know like pleasantly surprised and it's a you know i don't even know what to call it like an expose on you know like feminism and like mm-hmm. you know culture and all this you know like these profound things which is cool yeah and i can appreciate that totally i just literally cannot get past like just the fact that it was like just i don't know that just ryan gosling is ken and yeah then you have you know margot robbie is barbie and it just i don't know i just have to i'd have to I'd have to just say, like, okay, screw it. Like, I don't have anything yeah. else to watch tonight. I'm going to watch the Barbie movie. No, it's really good. There were times where I, like, had chills. And mm-hmm. I went by myself. I was like, I'm taking myself on the little day date. Like, we're going to go watch this movie. Oh, that's cute. And it was definitely, like, had to get past Ryan Gosling as Ken and singing. I and did, then there yeah, were, well, like... See, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. I'm not a fan of singing things of really any kind yeah and there wasn't like much i would say 
but it was interesting and like there was one moment where i don't want to spoil it but like margot robbie's like barbie is you know crying or whatever and it's just like even margot robbie can like make like her quote-unquote ugly cry is beautiful like yeah it was just it was it was a good movie i would i would see it i mean i don't know she she ugly cried in um i tanya quite a bit Um, so she can do it yeah rather well i mean there were definitely parts where i was kind of like you know the feminism like yes that's out like you know love that but i was also kind of like i'm here because i played with barbies as a kid not as much as i wish i would have now but you know i just kind of wanted to know like the backstory too and oh my god it was it was really good it was good so that's like i said that i don't watch movies a lot i was like if i go to this i will watch it like i'm not getting up so yeah it was it was good i also went on like national cinema day though so my ticket was like six bucks i was like cool oh my yeah God, i'm jealous wow are you gonna go see the taylor swift heiress tour movie did oh, you get tickets no. to that i don't know i don't even know if it's like playing like near me um, do you have an amc regal fandango or cinemark like affiliated theater by you because those are the yeah. only ones where it's playing yeah well they like redid the theater that's by us i don't know what their affiliation is now i'd have to see oh my god they like toured that well because it's not it's not amc anymore i'll tell you that much i just don't know what it is so i'd have to look into it you and kristen should go watch go see it (laughs) i think it's gonna be like it's gonna be amazing i don't know i'm seeing it twice because i'm literally nuts oh my gosh but i bought my ticket by myself and then my cousin Mm -hmm. was like she took a while to respond she's Mm -hmm. like do you want to go with me my daughter your mom i was like yeah why not Mm -hmm. and so yeah i'm going like two weeks like two times in a week like why not (laughs) the show times are all at least by me are like later in the day Mm -hmm. too which is nice i mean i work Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a day uh half a day anyway but yeah so Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll see i'll keep you updated because i'm going to opening night so i'm a little nervous (laughs) for that one (laughs) i can imagine people would like come in their eras outfits oh yeah i think people are doing the friendship bracelets outfits like everything i don't know i panic bought too because i was like this is gonna be like the whole ticket master thing all over again it was like but maybe not as bad so i got in they have like a queue and it was like you have to wait 18 minutes for your ticket and i was like oh my god this is seriously gonna be like ticket master and i wasn't even in that first queue i just heard all about it so i was like i'm nervous and then i got through and I was like, my cousin hasn't responded yet. I guess I'm just going to get this ticket by myself. Like, I'll just go. And then she came back later and she was like, do you want to go? I was like, yeah, why not? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm crazy. But, hey, I'm in my living for myself era lately. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Love it. Um, some things that I'm watching that aren't Barbie and that aren't going to be Taylor Swift the heirs to her <laughs> are going to, um, I was watching Claim to Fame this summer, like the reality mm-hmm. game show with mm-hmm. finding out like who these people are related to celebrity wise. Um, 
I got really into that. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been watching the kind of, I need to like catch up on it, but I am starting the only murders latest season, only murders in the building Mm -hmm. with Selena. Mm -hmm. Love her in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then new girl. I finally started a watch of that. Like my first ever watch. I need to like go back and watch it in full though, because I was like watching it as I was going to bed and stuff. And then mm-hmm. just like old rewatches of Full House, mm-hmm. Friends. Um, I'm going to start my annual Gilmore Girls rewatch mm-hmm. now that it's fall. I need yeah. to get back I on that. I always send you stuff and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's fall time. Yeah. Jennifer, time to watch. <laughs> and I need you to watch Gilmore Girls too. I know. I have seen like when it used to like yeah. do reruns on actual TV, like, well, when it was ABC Family, um, I would watch it. And I remember thinking that um, Emily was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, she is and funny. I, and I loved her. Um, <laughs> and I was like literally probably like nine. And I was like <laughs> relating to this woman. Because she was just so done with everything. She didn't have any patience for any. She was just yeah. like, no. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. Um, but Man, also, if I mean, you liked Emily, totally then I don't Rory. know if you would like Lorelai. I was totally Rory like yeah in like when i was a kid i can see that i can see that totally me but i feel like you would relate to lorelei like she loves coffee so much that in the first episode she's like i need it injected into a vein that you would be her but with like diet coke like i feel like we've talked about that before yeah yeah i mean that's me with like cherry coke because i don't drink coffee either so Yeah. yeah i don't yeah yeah, no, I need you to watch Gilmore Girls. I basically, <laughs> I have a bunch of friends that, like, have never seen Gilmore Girls. And I'm like, you guys would all relate to it the most, though. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, later seasons, I don't know. It does get a little much, but it is, it's good. It's a good, like, early 2000s, like, teen angsty show. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, and Adam Brody was on there before he was mm-hmm. on the OC. So there's that. Yeah. Milo and Ventimiglia. I love him. Jared Padalecki, Chad mm-hmm. Michael Murray. I mean, like oh, yes, all of Chad the guys. Michael Matt yes. Zucri. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. All of them. That's right. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. And then I'm supposed to like start a station 19 watch at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My friends are like kind of nicely forcing me into it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm down. I just need to decide when so that I can like fully give my attention to it so mm. i watched yeah. an old episode of 911 that was on mm-hmm. usa network uh like last week or something and i was like oh this is good yeah like i was actually surprised by how much i liked it you it should like watch some, it it was like some halloween type episode yeah and they like these poor kids were getting attacked by crows but they provoked the crows and threw rocks yeah. at the crows. So obviously the birds are going to get you. Right. Um, but I just thought that was so wild. I was like, oh, this is like Chicago fire, except like, you know. Yeah. Different city, different, you know. Sometimes lo- uh, 911 though, and even like 911 Lone Star just seemed so unrealistic though. Like some of the cases mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like that wouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah. But I need you to watch that too (laughs) so that we can talk about it but also just because they're based in LA too like Mm -hmm. we need some kind of crossover especially now that 911 is going to be on ABC like Mm -hmm. 
Mm, we have a crossover of some kind right it'll never happen but i can (laughs) dream so never know yeah but yeah so it's kind of what we're watching i mean if there's anything else that we should be watching that we would like i mean we like first responder shows but also just like all the girly Mm -hmm. teen-ish stuff you know not like teen stuff but like young adult stuff maybe Mm -hmm. but yeah so i mean friday night lights gilmore girls one tree hill Mm -hmm. i feel like i want to start a rewatch of that but i don't know even my sister wants to and i'm like oh my gosh i have i have officially converted her yeah (laughs) i feel like if anything like this is the time to like go back into those nostalgia days for Mm -hmm. sure and also like it's just feel good tv so Mm -hmm um but yeah that's about it for what we're watching do you want to take us through the next bit of news um yeah i mean eric and Rosalind have still been um you know doing their podcast it's not as frequent mm-hmm. as it has been um but they're still doing it um so if you haven't caught up you can do that as well uh in this you know hiatus so um yeah they've been talking about some interesting topics they oh my god (laughs) the last one cracked me up um just because of the fact that like it they just i don't know they just have a way of like turning like one thing and then just like it like snowballs yeah into this huge like not quite argument but just it you know back and forth like yeah discussion heated discussion yeah (laughs) at times it's great I know I was at work one day and like just took a couple minutes to like check my phone or whatever. And I was on Instagram and like they had the captions on, on like mm-hmm. one of the previews. And like it was just talking about something. And I was like, I can't even like watch this because I'm <laughs> at work right now. And I'm just like, no, like it was yeah. just wild. I don't know. They've been talking about some interesting topics. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rookie stunt crew, this was again announced a little bit ago, but hi, we're catching up after two months. Um, the rookie stunt crew was nominated for an Emmy for outstanding stunt coordination. So that's cool. But yeah, that about wraps up our news. Um, we did want to cover an episode because we were, you know, like, what else are we going to talk about? Um, so we wanted to cover episode 109, um, standoff titled standoff. And this was, like, still Nolan and Lucy days, but, like, the end of it, which, yeah, yeah, was interesting. It's crazy to think of how far we've come, too, from, like, season one. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it was just nuts. Um, So where we're at in, like, the terms of the season, um, because this was, like, this was the mid-season premiere, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah so no one stopped a breaking and entering um at like suspect's house and john like shot the man breaking in you know we see that and then we see john getting beat up by the brother of the guy that he shot at his house now um and we kind of start back where john's having a gun held to his head in while lucy's watching with a gun with her gun held um but john takes care of it you know taking the guy through the glass window she then like goes to console john they're both shaken up obviously um but it's also important to note that like she's in a robe here trying to take down a criminal like and we went back to that in season five so yeah i feel like someone made that parallel when 
that season five episode happened, but I don't remember. I'm sure that it was done now. Yeah. Um, so then John calls it in, sharing that the suspect is in custody, unconscious, but breathing. And Lucy, like after he gets um done calling it in, she's like, Well, this is bad. I'm like, thanks, Captain Obvious, but I love you, Lucy. Um, and she was like, This place will be flooded with cops who will know that we slept together. And John's like, it could be a friendly hangout. And Lucy's like, it's 1 a.m. Like, it's not a friendly mm-hmm. hangout at this point. Yeah. And so Lucy then tells John that she didn't tell investigators about them during the investigation. Um, and she was asked point blank about his relationships. And she was like, they could fire us for the sly. Like, what are we going to do? And John's like, why don't you just leave them before everyone gets there? And Lucy insists that the suspect will know that someone else was there. And when he, when he comes to, like he can mention it. And John talks her down from it and says, it's a harmless lie. Like doesn't change anything that happened. So she ends up leaving. I just got to say that our girl Lucy was right from the very beginning. Like, yeah, she was. Um, And so then Anderson and a team of forensic investigators are there. No one's getting checked on. He insists that he's fine, like doesn't need to go to the hospital. And then we see Percy West come in. I honestly forgot that he was in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, He comes to talk to John and wants a briefing on everything. He questions why he wouldn't have just shot, why Kyle Montgomery wouldn't have just shot John. And he's like, well, maybe, you know, he had to get something off of his chest, but didn't outright say what say anything um but what he meant and so then per- commander west is like well how did you overpower him and john's like i just threw him off balance getting the gun out of his hand and taking him through the glass door and no one's no one mentions ben and how he's away traveling because you know it's kind of just like mentions like oh well where is someone else that's here or that doesn't someone else live here um and so john just keeps up the narrative that he was home alone. And so then, you know, he goes to talk to Anderson and Commander Rust um, later in the episode, and he's been cleared in the shooting from the home break-in, but it was deemed just, it was deemed just as justifiable homicide. Um, And so a new investigation has been opened about him being attacked in his home. And they're like, it's just pro forma. You'll be at the station for the day, keeping a low profile. Like basically he's working destiny. So then Lucy, like, meets up with John. He gives her the update. She's still worried um, that they'll find out the truth. And he's remaining optimistic. And I gotta say that they're not talking very quietly, like, in the station. And they're kind of around a bunch of other people. Yeah, I was gonna say, they're still in, like, a... Well, I mean, all hallways are public in the station. But you know what I mean? Like, they're not in a locker room or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, it's funny because at the end, she, like, makes it seem like no one else can hear and i'm like mm-hmm. but you guys were talking in like the lobby of the station before it's just so like odd um but their entire relationship was odd so i guess we shouldn't be like worried about that so true. <laughs> um so then yeah he questions if they're okay and she's like us hooking up was just a heat at the moment thing and like we just have to make sure that it won't happen again they both agree to that and then he like walks up to the front desk, checking in with Officer Yamada. 
Um, and this guy's about to retire. Sass is back with this plan in two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of already like over it. And so he starts to explain how they may look like reception, but they have all sorts of people going in there with different complaints. So he shows John like what to do. He's filling out a sheet, um, stamping out, give the complaint, complaint to a copy. And that's it. He has John like do a test run of it. This guy like criticizes his stamp placement and has him do it again. Like until he gets it right. I'm like, okay. But I'm sure that it is very necessary that it needs to be like in the correct, yeah. you know, placement. Like that's, you know, an um, that's an important paper. I mean, um, that specific when it comes to like passport applications. Yeah. The government. Yeah. yeah. But then like the guy also made it seem like they'll never do anything with it ever again. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's true. Yeah. Like, why does that matter? But I'm sure it matters, like, for their records or something. So then Percy West finds Jackson in the motor pool and asks him about Nolan. Because this dude is, like, nosy. I I guess as the commander, like, he needs to be. But it's also, like, can you just, like, leave him alone? Like, I don't know. But he needed to check all of his horses. So he mentions that most officers never face a violent shooting or a home invasion. And Nolan's had both in 48 hours. Because it's Nolan, I mean, why wouldn't he, you know? The man is, like, prone to trouble. And so Jackson then says, like, he shouldn't be concerned about his headspace, and he's just had some bad luck um, about John. And Percy's like, yeah, something just feels a little off. So then we, like, cut back over to John. He's at the desk talking to someone about who, talking to someone who claims Shakespeare, the Shakespeare, stole his dog. (laughs) John's like, what this is weird so he gives the complainant a form um and with that he's gone dramatically like we don't ever Mm -hmm. see this guy anymore we don't hear about him anymore like he's just gone um and so then like john then talks to a woman who asks if they can arrest someone who is incompetent uncaring self-centered and more and she's like it's my ex-husband like the custody our custody exchange was supposed to happen at the station and john questions it and she's like she gives some crap about being a new cop but older Mm -hmm. and then the woman explains why the custody um swap is at a police station and she's like you know my ex and i hate each other a lot and the judge thought that a police station would be the best place to make the switch which i mean makes sense you Mm -hmm. hear of people doing it like in public places i wouldn't know about a police station though but hey i guess if something goes wrong why not So then she's like, I'll get fired from my job if I'm late again. And so she just like asks if she could leave her son with them, which I, you know, that is probably one of the safer places. So Jackson then asks Lucy what happened at Nolan's the night before. And she's like, why would I know? And he's like, well, I just figured you would, you guys would have talked. So he asks if there's more to the story and he just hasn't heard it. And Lucy's flushered because she claims she doesn't know anything i get why he thought that you know they would have like known or she would have known but like in her mind immediately she was like oh man he knows and she almost could have spilled the beans there but so then john like takes a piece of paper with with him and hands it over to the young kid wendell um and tells him that like he thought he could color it and it's just like it's just like two hands or something like it's Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's not really like a coloring book or like a page yeah. from a coloring book. Like it's something that he literally just printed out. Probably something that like the forensic artist or like the cops use when they're like trying to ID a suspect and they're like Absolutely. looking at wrists. And he's like, here, color this. <laughs> like that's he's not trying. what that's meant for. But yeah, he's, he's trying. trying. A for effort. So while John's looking for crayons, which all he can find are highlighters, um, Percy West then stops him and wants to talk somewhere private. And so they go into an investigation room and John's like facing the two-way mirror, which seemed kind of odd to me because like West was like, here, like you sit here. And um, John's a little nervous, but Commander West is like, you know, something came up that I need to get clarity on. And turns out that Kyle Montgomery, who attacked John, claims that John lured him to his house in order to kill him. John makes it clear that that didn't happen. But then Wes is like, well, Kyle insists that he heard another voice at the house before he was knocked unconscious. And you could tell that John was kind of like, oh, shit, like I've been caught. Um, But John reiterates that he was alone and Percy narrows his eyes, asking if he's lying. And, like, the interrogation kind of continues on. Um, and Nolan's just like, no, I was alone. Um, and so then we see John back at the desk. He's zoning out. Yamada knows something's bothering him. And Nolan's just like, it's been an intense couple of days, and I'm just not in the mood to talk about it. Which, dude, same. Same. Mm-hmm. And so Yamada says that as long as, as long as he's clear with himself, there's no reason he has to share anything. So he's like, time to get up, get the kid a snack. Um, and just as he leaves, Wendell's dad, Jeff Turner, comes in. John asks for his photo ID. The guy drops a couple of things, other things. And, you know, John's like, his suspicions instantly go up. Um, he tells the dad, if he asks the dad if he's been drinking. And he's like, yeah, but not much. Like, just a little eye opener. And so he is asked how he got there. And the dad's like, Uber. Um And so John takes him away from the front desk, puts him in a holding cell so that he can sober up a bit before taking his son home because he can't let him go in that condition, nor does he want Wendell to see his dad like that. So as the dad starts fighting back, John's like, I can arrest you, though, and you can find out how fun LA County prison is, or you can sit here in this holding cell. So the holding cell it is. Um. So we go back to see John is talking to Commander West and he's like, you know, I actually have the TV on. Like something reminded me that I had the TV on. Sports Center. So that's probably what Kyle Montgomery heard and he got confused. And then West was like, okay, fine. But I also noticed that the shower was wet when I was there and you were dry. And no one's like, you can see the wheels turning again because he's like how am i gonna get out of this and he's like yeah "Yeah, i use the shower as a makeshift humidifier you know i'm an east coast guy i'm not used to the dry weather and And he could have just said that he like took a like you know how like there's that meme or whatever that like girls have three different types of showers or whatever like the you know full one the quick water you know he could have just been like i just need to like rinse off like you know your hair is not wet it doesn't necessarily mean you didn't get a shower well he's a guy too like his hair probably dries quick well yeah that too. i don't know like at the shower he could have taken a shower 20 minutes ago or like a half hour ago and the shower would have still been a while like i don't i don't know yeah. depending on how much how much water he uses but then west is like you do realize that we're in a drought right and no one's <laughs> like yes i do sir i'll stop that right now mm-hmm. it was so funny um 
and so then Nolan like tries to go back to the front desk. He's like, you know, I got I got work to do. And Percy's like, he stops him to mention that lying is the biggest sin. He's always taught his kids that. And he's like, I can forgive anything but dishonesty. And tells Nolan that he is until the end of the day to amend his statement. So we see him back at the desk. He's working. Wendell is sitting with him, asking about his dad. And the kid thinks that he forgot about him. But John's like, he's actually here. And the kid's like, yeah, I know he's drunk. Like, you know, that's why my parents are getting divorced. And so John apologizes for lying. And he should have told Wendell the truth. Um, But the kid said that he's been lied to a lot recently. And he knows that they mean well, but it does make things a lot worse. So then John is called to that distress call with fans, which we'll get to. Um, And he's taken away from the desk. Um, But then towards the end of the episode he walks into the break room and lucy's there making coffee they talk about everything they shut the door because that matters i guess to not like have people come in but again they were talking somewhat loudly in the lobby or like the stairwell so um he tells her that commander bus knows that there's something off with the story and that he should just come clean but lucy disagrees you know saying that they'll both get fired and she's like you know we're making a difference and think about everyone that you've helped and to like you shouldn't just throw that away for a false moral moment um and so then at the end of the episode we see anderson and commander bus call nolan into uh her office and we find out that he's being cleared for active duty the case has been closed commander bus believes that montgomery attacked him in his home and he acted appropriately and used non-lethal force to subdue him and he even adds that his bravery and confidence from the day's work proves that he's ready to return to the field. So no one's no one says that he's happy that the case is closed, but you can tell that he's still just processing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so then at the very end, Lucy stops by John's. They talk. He tells her about the outcome. She admits that they that she didn't drive there on autopilot and that she just had a tough day and she thought that they could talk sometimes as friends. He's on board with that, gives her his beer. She tells him that, you know, she ordered pizza. And then she kind of just tells him about her day. So, yeah, that's about it for the Nolan stuff. It was fun to kind of see, like, Nolan, I don't know, just kind of be that aloof person again. Like, I feel like as the seasons have went on, he's grown, obviously, as he should. But I feel like that... I don't know, like, it made him seem like he wasn't totally fit to be a cop when they portrayed him like that, but then it also, like, just it made it more realistic that he was a newbie and he wasn't totally, like, thinking about a lot of the stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. Do you want to take us away with the Isabel and Tim and Lucy of it all? Like, that's how we classified it in the storyline, but it's really just Isabel and Tim. Yeah um so this since this is the mid-season premiere at the time um it's picking up where um they left off with Isabel who was um an informant um and was gonna go try to secure a drug buy um and they had seen her um like her camera and like microphone cut out um, and so they suspected that, you know, she was found out as a cop. Um, 
And so Talia, well, it's Tim and Angela are, are um, in one car and then um, Talia, Wolf and uh, Vestra were in the other, like in the van or something um, as part of the sting. And um, Talia radios to Tim and Angela saying that, you know, they found uh, Isabel. Uh, she's left for dead um, in a dumpster. They had shot her in the head. Um Vance had or Marcus Vance rather um but she's miraculously still alive and they're rushing her to the hospital to do um you know emergency surgery on her and um it was just not not, I don't want to say like nice obviously because Tim is in distress over his wife's condition but just you know like worried husband Tim Bradford like we didn't really see I mean obviously we didn't see that past the first season because then they you know get divorced but it's just I don't know it was just after all the all these years of not having that to just like go back and see that was um I don't know just different um and so the next well what I'm assuming is like later on in the uh day Tim is in um Gray's office and um I just love how Sergeant Gray just like comes in and is like hello like he it's not even yeah. out of the norm that him to just like sitting there um and you know he tells him that he's you know in his office because he can't do brain surgery but he can find the people that you know did this to isabel um and so he um does go to watch uh detectives wolf and vestry uh interrogate isabel's ex-boyfriend carson whom she made the buy for last night as the informant um and they ask where they can find vance and he tells them that he's most likely at a warehouse so um the detectives are going to stake it out we also got the um nice moment well it was after john and lucy had one of their conversations she like went off to join the um stakeout team like what's the detective the detectives and gray and tim and everything and we got the nice little moment of lucy saying sorry about you know what happened to isabel um and uh so while the detectives are gonna go stake out the warehouse um tim and lucy angela and jackson and talia uh all meet up at the uh bronson estates apartment complex uh and they are there because Carson knew that Vance's girlfriend, uh, Saseo, was there, but he didn't know which apartment she was in. So uh, that's why they're going to go, like, pretty much check all of them out. Um, And this apartment complex was known as the Wild West, as Angela put it. So um, Tim had Lucy put on a uh, protective plate underneath uh, her uniform and... (laughs) But then he goes to grab, I don't even know if it was like a machine gun or long gun or whatever the heck it was. I don't know. Um, for a little shock and awe. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like he was so confident with it too. But then Angela and Talia just kind of look at him like, no, like, you know, we're going to go talk to people, not scare them. Um, and so he does end up putting it away. Um, and I just thought it was like funny how... Um, 
Tim had asked Talia if she was okay, like going solo. And she was like, have you met me? Like, of course she's okay. Um, Cause Talia was a badass. Um, and so t- they all like split up each um, are taking a floor and um, Tim and Lucy managed to locate Vance's girlfriend. Um, and she's pregnant with their child and they go to talk with her about getting Vance to like come out of hiding and um, you know, by having her call and say there's something, you know, wrong with the baby. Like he has to, you know, get here. Um, and as uh, she's on the phone with him, he's not actually that far away. He's in a different, like a different apartment, like same building, different apartment. Um and this is the one which Talia actually happens to knock on the door of as she's doing the, the canvas on the floor below, I believe, the second floor. Um, and so as, like, I don't know how to describe it because there's so many different camera cuts in this one because there's so many mm-hmm. people they focus on. But, like, so you see the camera, like, cut from Talia to Vance and then back to Talia. So he um, sees that she's there and then this like begins the um shootout at least between talia and uh vance and she gets wounded on her arm uh and as it's happening um jackson and angela who are on the first floor and then tim and lucy on the third floor they all hear the gunshots and they try their radios but they're not working uh and sasea said that marcus put a jammer or a frequency jammer in the basement uh, so that's why they're not working. So they're kind of all uh, flying blind in a way, or like in the dark. Um, and Talia manages to get to, while well, she's knocking uh, on an older woman's apartment door for refuge to, um, you know, clean up her wound. And then, um, obviously, since they heard the gunshots, they, you know, Lucy is helping to say a pack and tim like needs them to hurry up and i just love how lucy was like hush and to say i was like i need things for the baby um and but before they can actually like get out of the apartment um some uh well vance and some of his like crew arrive out on outside of the apartment um so they're kind of blocked in uh and so while they're getting set up with their guns, um, on the other side of the door, Tim has, I'm assuming, like, both his weapon and Lucy's gun, like, as well, like, trained on the door. Um, and then he had Lucy tape up um, her body cam onto the whatever the heck the, like, baton type thing was to, like, make it reach up so they could see using her phone app so you could see where Vance's guys are outside so they're not completely blind um and the well I guess shootout begins although like Tim like Tim is technically firing first um from both the weapons at once and then the two of them do end up having to duck and cover as bullets come flying by them uh towards the end there and then it cuts over. Meanwhile, you have Angela and Jackson got pinned down in a hallway, uh, but they quickly take shelter in a man's apartment nearby. 
Uh, he's not too keen on having the police there, but they need to get out of the, you know, get out of harm's way so they can be safe and like check on the whereabouts of their, you know, fellow officers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then since they, you know, they also realize the radio is not working either. Um, they have to cut the power to stop the jammer and the power supplies in the basement. And so then they get some tools and they decide to break down this guy's wall in his apartment and discover like lines leading down to the basement and i just thought it was like so funny because he was like now who's gonna pay for all this and they're Uh like lapd and angela's like if they don't do it like send me a bill (laughs) and i just like i kind of forgot like if everyone knew about nolan's like construction background or not yet like i don't know why my, my, my mind just went there and I was like, or John could fix it. But I'm like, I don't think everyone knew that. But that's what. Yeah. Was, I don't think he really that. like flexed to that yet. Yeah. Like um, we kind of knew because he was yeah. going to like, he was fixing up some parts of Ben's place. Yeah. But I don't even think we had gotten there yet. Yeah. Um. So, yes, yeah, so that's what they're doing. Um. And then again, more camera cuts. Um. They're cutting over uh, Wolf and Vestry of like arrived just as kind of a status check because they hadn't you know heard from anyone if they actually found you know to say or not um and they are on their way up in the elevator uh when they are ambushed and they get shot multiple times um by you know more gunmen uh vestry like they're both shot bad like they're both down bad um but Vestry was able to walk for a little bit because he was able to help Talia drag Wolf to safety um, of the older woman's apartment that she was already in. Um, and then in the midst of all this craziness, Sasea, um, you know, thinks her water broke. So she's going to have her baby now and Lucy's helping to deliver it. And, you know, even though her birth plan didn't include a cop, you know, in this shootout craziness, you know, she's assuring that no harm will come to her or her baby. And Tim's little, like, good job boot always gets me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, yay. (laughs) That was, like, the most praise that he was ever going to give to her. Yeah, at that time, yeah. There was never going to be any more. That it was just a good job boot. Like, not even a smile, not nothing. Nope. Um... And then we also see a little bit of um, Jackson and Angela making their way down to the basement through the literal hole in the wall uh, of that guy's apartment. <laughs> and um, while they managed to drag, uh, like, while Talia and Vestry uh, managed to drag Wolf into the apartment, Vestry um, does die of his injuries and Wolf's still critically injured. So, uh, that left Talia to uh, cauterize the artery herself. I mean, she was successful, but she definitely DIY'd it. You know, mm-hmm. like she had to yeah. keep the um, the like knife or dagger type tool like over the you know flame. And I mean, thankfully, it was like you know before they all the lights went out and everything. Um, yeah that they're able to do that but um so she was able to do it successfully uh and speaking of the power supply uh jackson and angela do make their way down there but there's again more gunmen and i'm like oh my gosh like that one guy wasn't kidding when he was like 
yeah like you know I don't forget if it was if he said 12 or 18 of um Vance's guys like all live in that one apartment complex and I'm like wow that's a lot well and um, it's like the shootout was so crazy but it was almost like okay does he have any more guys that like could yeah. come out somewhere like it was yeah. nuts it was wild um and Jackson and Angela are also uh almost out of bullets uh Jackson does manage to like sneak over and flip the power off and then the men um obviously start to shoot at him and Lopez um since the power slipped off their radios are back up um so Talia radios out for uh help like an ambulance and you know SWAT and all the all the things uh and so that's when we get um uh Zoe coming over and informing Percy that you know Jackson's one of the officers involved in this incident um and then as if like Chenfer didn't already do enough <laughs> like they got shot at Lucy delivered a baby mm-hmm. you know they're not done yet though because they're surprised by Vance and a couple more of his guys who I don't know why holes were like a theme in this episode but they had cut a hole in the wall um to get to um to Saya and her baby and um, well and you figure too that like cutting a hole in the wall takes a lot of like loud equipment but they well, like they, were, did it they somehow yeah they just did it with the one like again yeah. knife looking thing i don't know what proper term like what to call the whatever they use but yeah i don't know how the heck they did it but they did um maybe it also was like of, movie magic yeah maybe it was just like really really thin walls or something mm-hmm. i don't know um but yeah so they literally cut a hole in the wall um to get through and tim and lucy have to fight them off um but then lucy gets shot thankfully she's saved by the uh that metal plate that tim had her put in earlier so that's good although it like it still just knocked her all the way back to the mm-hmm. ground like yeah. oh my goodness um and i know someone had gifted i don't know if it was like m or if it was someone else on like the rookie rewatch team or something but like someone gift um chenford's like twinning hits of the guys mm-hmm. like when they both do it at the same time um it was so badass and i don't know it was just cool i just not that i enjoy fight scenes but just i don't know like it was this just one cool was intense have, yeah lots of like action going on um, more intense than the 15 minute hobbling scene you know <laughs> never forget <laughs> <laughs> i almost want to like go back to watch just that but i'm also Honestly, like why? yeah i kind of forget i kind of forget that episode yeah. i'm not gonna lie um yeah and so obviously the guys are taken down and subdued um and but you know Vance got away although not for long because Sergeant Gray is in the hall and like stops him um so that's good and um Jackson and Angela are continuing their gun battle for a little bit um until you know Commander West and Nolan uh come to the to the rescue and you know get them out of there uh and so after all of this they you know have Vance in custody in the squad car and Tim goes to talk to him and he um you know like he mentions the woman that he shot you know was his wife and Vance originally acts like he doesn't know what he's talking about and 
you know, Tim, he fires back with the fact that Isabel's not dead. So it's implied that his, you know, plan failed and they're going to make sure that he'll, you know, never get out of prison. Um, and then we also see uh, Talia talking to Wolf and uh, says that she's sorry about Vestry, um, that like he didn't make it. Um, and Wolf is too, and he's then taken away in the ambulance. And um, obviously, Sisea and her baby are, you know, safe since Vance is in custody. Um, so that's good. And at the end of the episode, um, we see that Tim goes to visit Isabel in the hospital and um, presumably stays by her bedside overnight. And as he's kind of keeping vigil, um, she wakes up like after her surgery and whisper something and he has to like kind of crane his ear to hear her uh but she tells him she didn't know rock bottom had a basement so i'm assuming anyway that this was you know she didn't realize that this would happen like just as she's trying to straighten out her life um yeah so it was just nice to like have that moment because then like the next time we see her um, even though it's only a few episodes later, like, you know, mm-hmm. no more bandage, her, you know, her brain is functioning properly, everything's good, you know, with her. Yeah. So it's like obviously she was recovered um nicely. So yeah. Watching this made me miss seeing Angela on sh- like on patrol. Listen, Angela and Angela. Miss- it made me miss Jackson mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. I was like, yeah. oh. It made me miss seeing, like, Angela and Nyla being on patrol, like, in these types of situations. Because we're seeing them, like, on the street and stuff, you know, doing detective yeah. work. But, like, missing, like, these types of things. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, just for one episode, whenever they come back, for it to be, like, Angela and Nyla have to, like, put on their police uniforms and, like, go back on patrol and navigate that being detectives and being off of patrol for so long and being parents that they have to like watch what they do you know not Mm -hmm. that like tim doesn't have to watch what he does but you know it's different i feel like but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know this episode made me just like miss all of them i'm like i just want them back but also Mm -hmm. keep fighting for Keep yeah. fighting the good fight and keep fighting for, you know, fair wages, fair mm-hmm. benefits, all that. So, yeah. But I think that wraps that up for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can find this in you can find this on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. You can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hammond. And we're also on TikTok um, at underscore the shop talk. I don't even remember it. Honestly, it's been so long. <laughs> I think it was and the like, shop talk podcast underscore, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I keep meaning to post, but you know, life gets in the way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We were saying even before recording, like, it's been so long that we almost like forgot how to do this like it came back but it's like wait how do we do this but it was fun it was fun to record and talk about our shows and just kind of give an update so yeah i was just excited to cover this episode because it's one of my favorites and like no one ever talks about it and it's so underrated and i love it yeah um we're gonna have to 
think about other stuff that we want to cover. Again, if there's anything that you guys want to hear us cover, let us know. Um, I think I mentioned it, like, I don't know, last week or something, that we should rewatch Cadet Kelly somewhere. Oh, yeah. Because Sean Ashmore is in it. I'm like, oh, my God. That was my first decom that I ever watched. Oh, my gosh. Really? Like, first wow. one that I really remember. I think it probably was my first one anyway. Because it had Hillary Duff, and I was, like, a huge Hillary Duff fan. So, yeah. And then I remember seeing Sean Ashmore's character, and I was like, ooh, who's that? <laughs> but to now, you know. But, yeah, hopefully we won't be taking another long hiatus. Um, but we'll be sure to let you know when our next episode will be um, and what it will be about. So, until then, bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.